When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Whoa. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Staying on the rugby topic, this was meant to be England's redemption round and shows signs of the drastic improvement they have made under Borthwick and Kevin Sinfield. Borthwick has been quoted as of late as saying it's not his fault. The data doesn't stack up and it's going to take months and months to fix what Eddie, blame it on Eddie, has left us because that's what the data is saying. I can understand where this quote has come from because England now have dropped to sixth in the world rankings and and most measurable parts of their game are well below where a high-performing team needs to be. But in saying that, some things just can't be measured and will only require heart and desire, and only you know if you have that. Data isn't the cause for a simple one-on-one missed tackle or plain and simple Scotland took all their opportunities on offer. Right now, England might have to reconsider some selections, or fans and co might just have to understand that this is going to be a rocky old time a wee bit. What I was saying about the All Blacks, change is coming. But whether that will be the All Blacks uh, at the All Blacks' expense is the unknown. It is a rocky old time for Borthwick and Sinfield. Izzy's bomb squad. Oh, we spoke about it earlier, lads, and we've touched on it. I just, yeah, when you get changed, I spoke about it, it ain't the magic formula. There is always going to be a rocky part to it, and you've got to dig deep. And this is what I feel England are going to go through in this next mm. wee period of time. Yeah, look, I think one of the things that you're not touching touching on is the selections of players. Like Zach Mercer, um, yeah. he, played for, he played for Razor in the... Uh, barbarians, you know what I mean? Big number yeah, eight. Number he decided eight. to go to he mm. decided to go to France and and you know um, earn his cop over there and and can't seem to get a start on that English side. I think the first thing they need to do is actually bring back that pride in wearing that jersey. Forget about the science, forget about the data, and actually get people that you know when they're singing "Swing Like Sweet Chariot" in the in the stands, the players are actually feeling that and it's reverberating through their bodies, um, not through their their little uh, sensors that are tied into the back of their shirts, you know what I mean? So I I just think that they've got a a, a massive shift to make back to what the white um, jersey and the red rose actually means to those players when they pull it on. Because there's one one thing that was really prominent that came out of last week's loss to Scotland. Scotland outsung them in the stadium at Twickenham. You know, so mm-hmm. they they had it on and off the field. 
Um, and two, they haven't lost there for the last three games. They, have, they haven't lost against England for the last three games. They're getting two wins at Twickenham. There's a definite issue with people pulling the jersey on and, and laying down for that jersey. Yeah, I mean, is it fair to say there might be a bit of a culture problem, in, and I know that word gets thrown around a lot, in English rugby because it's quite mercenary, uh, and we've seen a couple of their clubs go to the wall this season too, right? Um, and that's upset their their premiership, the Gallagher premiership as well. Uh, I mean, maybe, um, is he, do they just not have the cattle at the moment? Are they just going through a, 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 a thin cycle? I think they've got the cattle, but I was I was listening to uh, the show last week, and, and there was a punter on Staffy's show, and he talked about the selection criteria for uh, the the uh, for the England squad right now. And I, I'm trying to think if I agree or I disagree. Like they're picking on current form in the Premiership, and these are players that haven't played at the top level, and I can understand that. But I just I don't think it's the right formula to pick. Yes, you you can get the odd player that's going to break through, but you can get the experienced players that are playing in the Super Rugby or the Premiership that might be having a tough old time. But get them in that test arena. They've been there. They've done that. They've felt the pressure of what it takes to win, and they can make that transition. So I think what you touched on, Kempi, is a selection. You missing Billy. Bonipona, you know, like mm. some quality players. You've got, um, you know, uh, the, the centre there, the, uh, Manu Tuilangi. You know, like you've just got some quality. I don't, I'm still unsure where Marcus, whether Marcus Smith is the fix-it for England rugby. Like he is very talented, don't get me wrong, but I'm just unsure if he is the one to take them through. I, I know you both, you love, you're watching 10s and your quality and, and you want to see what they're about? Are you fixed on Marcus Smith at the moment at ten? Oh, look, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not fixed on a lot of the players at the moment that um, mm. they're picking. I I totally agree with with the latter that you pick an international team that can actually make that step up. You know, playing in competitions like so, playing in professional competitions and playing well for your club doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to actually make mm. that next step up into an international team and play well for that. And we've we've seen lots of very good players that have never played international football but are fantastic club players. Um, yeah. And if your criteria is to say, well, I'm going to pick the, the player that's playing the best in the competition at, the, at that moment and forget that you're trying to build towards a World Cup, well, we wouldn't have an All Blacks team. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, like, we, our all, just think of that criteria for our All Black team. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Marty Holler would carve up in Super Rugby every single year, and he'd be knocking on Richie McCall's boots. But when Richie went to that next level in the ABs, you just knew what you were going to get. So don't get me wrong. I, I reckon there should always be rewards for playing at, at um, club level. You want to go to club level and you want to – you know, reap those rewards, and the reward is to go on and higher, higher honours. There'll be the odd one going out there, but I don't think you can pick an entire squad from the, the, the Premiership and, and transition into the air. And I, I think that's where they've kind of got it got it wrong. And, and if you're a manager, you're a manager, Rick Dog. Well, how would you approach to this? Well, I, th- I think one thing that I, that needs looking at is Owen Farrell. I mean, I know he's the mm. captain and he's an important part, and they've sent him to tackling school and all his sins are forgiven because he can never commit any <laughs> bloody sins. Uh, but mm. is he a 10 or is he a 12? I don't think he's a 12. Uh, and I think you, you pick, a, you know, it's, it's a similar pr- situation the All Blacks have had in the past where they try and put square pegs in round holes to get players into the team 
when they've got too many in one position, right? Like, mate, you know, we've seen it with Bowden playing 15, um, so you can get Richie playing at 10 and stuff like that. I don't, I, I think you, you select a midfield that's a midfield and you make the hard call. If Owen Farrell's not yeah. better than Marcus Smith, he sits on the bench. If Marcus Smith's not better than mm. Owen Farrell, he sits on the bench. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, I think Owen Farrell will be. Uh, way better suited at um, at ten for for the English. I think he's just got a bit more control and a bit more calm under pressure. Don't get me wrong, Marcus Smith's got a bright future. He is a quality player. He can create a lot out of nothing, but you can get some erraticness into his game as well, and that's what not that's what England doesn't need right now. They've got so many weapons around the park. Um, they just need some solid solid like some solidness in that ten position. So. Yeah. Solidity yeah. in 10 is what they need. That's the word I was trying to say, <laughs> Ricardo Ball. Thank you for that. Anytime, Solidity. brother. Anytime, brother. I've got a couple of texts uh, come from double eight double three, and I reckon Paddy's having a jab at me here. He said, hey, boys, Satyrs to win again. The dynasty continues, the legend builds. I think one of the smaller teams like the Blues might upset a few of the bigger teams this season. Ooh, Burn. <laughs> He's not too. He's not too angry oh. today, Paddy. That was actually not a bad text. Nah, it was pretty good. <laughs> who like plays it. ten for the Blues and who plays fifteen? They go Bodie Perifeta. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, to be honest, it's a you know how much how much uh, sway do the All Blacks have? They might be saying to uh, to Leon play uh, play Perifeta and ten a bit more often this year, eh? Because what's going to happen after Ooh. Richie goes to Japan? Well, we need options. <sighs> The Crusaders will continue that dynasty, brother. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a tough old time, if I'm completely honest. But yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening with Pitafetta maybe getting a crack at the 10 position and having a wee run. So there you go. That was my bomb squad and a few messages coming through on the temper bed post text machine regarding that and also regarding the football. And when, well, Ricardo's got a wee update later on in the show regarding Chelsea that we'll get to shortly. But before then, and off the back fence with Tony Kemp. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrance.